The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. I need service. Like a refill on your drink? Or some more dipping sauces? No, goobers. I need service on my car. Oh, okay. But I still want to refill on my drink. Well, I'm sure the professionals at Sears Imported Autos can help with that because they literally do everything for you. Yeah, I've heard you mention that. Didn't Colin just take his car into the service department at Sears? He did, and it was amazing. And we've owned a few car brands. We've been to a few places. But the service at Sears was beyond. They gave him a free Mercedes loaner while his car was being worked on. Oh, fancy. Oh, absolutely. And obviously with COVID, safety is so important to the family at Sears. If people request, the service pros at Sears Imported Autos will pick up your car, perform the repairs, clean, disinfect, and get it back to you safe and sound. And I must say it feels so nice and it gives you that great peace of mind. I know some places make it a pain to schedule an appointment. How is it at Sears? So simple. No horrible phone trees. You can schedule an appointment right online at SearsImports.com. No wonder Sears won best of the best from Mercedes in 2018 and 2019. To me, they are fabulous. No, 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 no. No, Fibulous, every day, every year, for over 55 years, serving four generations of customers. And let's just say, very few can say that. Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. And online at SearsImports.com. Regularly scheduled programming will not be seen at this time, so that ABC may bring you 1979. Happy 1979, everyone. That's right. Good morning and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on My Talk 1071 and live streaming on our My Talk app. If you can't listen to us live, listen to us later. I'm Jace. Lex is taking the day off. Dawn's here. Kenny's here. You're here. So let the party begin on this Monday, December 13th. I have thoughts on um, more thoughts on and just like that, uh, the Sex and the City reboot, because now everyone has had the weekend to digest it. They've had the opportunity to watch it. Um, They've probably have seen the reviews, uh, um, a lot of negative. Um, A lot of negative? A lot of negative, really? uh, but you know, but some positive ones too. Their friends have probably weighed in. Now, before I say anything more, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Because I do not want to be Hoda and uh, uh, Jenna Lee because <laughs> they ruined it for me on the morning of the oh, release. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Damn them. Um, but we're going to discuss it all. To quote Bethany Frankel, just. Tell us all. Show us all. Um, Mention it all. So I know people do not like, again, one more time. I'm just going to say it. Spoiler alert, because I'm going to go there. Yeah, we're going to talk about what the big event was. Okay, now now you can't get mad at us. I know people are upset about the dark tone of the first two episodes. Um, I get it. We are used to the light and airy. Uh, absurdness of uh, the absurdity of the original series. But I think everything is by design. 
And I also think we should wait, just like I'm going to say this about Dexter a little bit later in the program. I think it is premature to judge the whole show on the first two episodes. Um, because they really need, Michael Patrick King and the crew really need to reset the table. And to me, I actually am excited about the possibility of a, of a carry without Big. Now, hear me out. First, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't, it's not really like anything with the show. It's just about the, with the original. Yes, it is. Think about it. Carrie never had big for long periods of time in the original show. Never. No, there was always a feeling of tension. You have to keep that in writing. You can't have, once you get the people together, then, uh, which is what happened at the end, you know, then there's no tension. And then it's like, you know, moonlighting is a great example. God, that's old. Oh my God, that makes me feel so old. Sybil Shepard and um, Bruce Willis. Willis. You know, you got them together and it ruined the show. So they had to end it there. And now we got to start a new beginning of tension. Well, yeah, and the show has always been a, about Carrie's journey, mm-hmm. and and it's in in and then in when the, uh, the original show was about dating and sex in the th- in the in women within their thirties, and how hard it is. Now, now, what's an exciting story to tell? Being single and navigating that reality in your fifties in New York. In a post in a pandemic world, if I'm a, if I'm Michael Patrick King, if I'm a creator and a producer, hell yeah, I'm going to kill off big. Yes, I'm going to. And there's nothing exciting about a settled couple. And again, it's it's not going against um, the characters. Carrie never had big. Whether it was an ex girlfriend or a new girlfriend or big moved one mm-hmm. time. Carrie never had him. Never. No. And now she has to deal with the fact that it's not a girlfriend. It's not geography. She now has to deal with the fact that she has to wrestle with something that she can't overcome, and that's death. That's death. And they're not going to keep it that way. I mean, for God's sake, did you see the the preview? Maybe uh, people didn't watch the credits. Maybe and then, people didn't. I thought the same thing. Uh, because it is very light. You can see they go to all those fun places that they used to go. It's just a different lens that we're looking through. They just have reframed it and adjusted it to now they're 55. That's it. And I- and I know it seems trite, and I know it seems cliche, but look, there's only, uh, you know, in literature, there's there's only so many um, tropes. There's only so many classic stories. Um, uh, Cain and Abel, or, or The Wizard of Oz, where you go on a journey and you meet people along the way, which is basically Star Wars. I mean, those, those, mm-hmm. those r- ripples are repeated in various stories. This, this is going to be the age-old question. I wrote this on social media. Is it better to have loved and lost or to have never have loved at all? And that's what we're going to be dealing with with Carrie and a woman in her 50s. To me, as a viewer, that's very exciting to me. It is. I think there are a lot of possibilities. It's closer to real life. I mean, you got to imagine, you know, watching Sex in the City, sometimes I have a little bit of like, oh, this it's fun to watch it because it's you have a little like I could never live that life type of a very, you know, because they are. 
doing well, all of these women, they're privileged. Yes. And you're like, gosh, that would be fun to just buy those shoes and go out for cocktails and spend whatever I want and live in New York City. So there's that fantasy world, but now that's sort of broken. And it's actually closer to what people really go through. Love, loss, and grief and recovering from that. and Well, especially if you get into your 50s, yeah. you know? I mean, you, you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody in their 50s and 60s that haven't lost someone or have started losing people. It's just a fact of life. And again, I, I, I just think some of the, this one woman from slate wrote, she's like, I'm taking, I'm giving up my Miranda card. I'm like, you don't even know who Miranda it's two episodes. You're basing it. Why don't you wait until the totality of the season? And then if you think it sucks, great. But they needed to shock. They needed to Lord. Yeah. I just, okay, so everybody goes through different points in their life. You're not always confident and, you know, on the top of your game and sassy. I mean, she's going through a part of her life where she doesn't feel like she has it anymore. She feels out of place. She's going back to school with younger people that are woke, and it makes her feel nervous because she was always politically correct and very confident in how she spoke. And now she's going through a time where she isn't. So that's also interesting. Yes. Yeah, shake. I mean, if you have a confident character, I mean, okay, that's exciting for a while, but I don't know. I just, my my umbrella thought is a lot of the criticism, in my opinion, is premature. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I'm so glad you said that, because I have friends that didn't. They didn't know where to find the season-long preview. Oh. And I said, I said, oh my goodness, watch the season-long preview. You'll laugh your earth off. Yeah. And, it, and it looks like the sex in the city that, you know, we, we love. But it has to mature. These women aren't in her thir- their 30s anymore, thank goodness. So anyway, I just, now that everyone's percolated on it over the weekend, I just wanted to lay it out there. You did. Uh, you just laid it out there. Laid it out there. When we come <laughs> back, though, um, Peloton is responding um, to Mr. Big's demise. Dawn has that. And then I'll give you a big fat movie review next. A great smile is worth a million bucks, right, friends? How about 10 million? Sure, Lex. But does it have to cost a million bucks? Not if your dentist is Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental. She's the best. Dr. Amy is also one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists in the state of Minnesota. And doesn't she take like a million hours of continuing education classes every year just to stay up to date? Yeah, well, not a million, but at least 75 hours. She's the best. And she really wants to help all of you get the best smile possible. Now through the end of the year, Dr. Amy is offering $1,000 savings when you commit to a minimum of four porcelain veneers. So many of Dr. Amy's patients take advantage of this offer. You will love the way you look with your new smile and you get to save money while doing it. It's so easy. Just go to Hughes-Dental.com and click on the free video consult request. It's the perfect time to get a new smile with fall events right around the corner, you know? And be sure to let the team know you heard about Hughes Dental from your friends at My Talk. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. Oh, Hardy. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment and everything Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Thank you, Beavis. I'm Jace. Lex is off. Don and Kenny are here. We were just talking about, and uh, and just like that, Peloton is responding to the big plot <laughs> twist. Again, spoiler alert. Um, what are they doing, Don? This was brilliant, man. Yeah, this they really are. Good. So they did an ad with Chris Noth because, you know, if you... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler Big, alert. Mr. Big is on a Peloton whenever he passes. Yeah. He's he's uh, getting really excited. You know, Carrie goes out to see her, uh, Kristen Davis's, oh gosh, Charlotte's daughter has a recital. Okay. Yes. She doesn't really want to go, but she agrees to go. Now, Mr. Big stays at home, and he said he's really excited about getting on the Peloton with his favorite Peloton instructor. Allegra. Okay. Allegra. Okay, so um, he has a heart attack while he's on the Peloton. So Peloton yeah. dropped an ad featuring Chris Noth, along with the Peloton instructor, uh, whose actual name is Jess King, a.k.a. Allegra. Uh-huh. And the two are cozied up in front of a fire, and he suggests that they take another ride, gesture, gesturing to the Peloton bikes. So uh, Ryan Reynolds is actually the one who produced and shot the ad, uh, and he actually has a production company called Maximum Effort, if you didn't know that. Yeah. And so he's doing the voiceover and says, and just like that. The world is reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. And then he says, and just like that, he's alive. Yep. So. It's, hey, our our, uh, continuing segment, I want to be in that meeting. Yeah. I want to be in that meeting where this is an example of turning what some people thought was chicken poop into chicken salad for the Peloton people. People thought this was bad publicity. I think the stock actually dropped. It did. I was, um, I was just going to say the stock dropped. But this is this is turning lemons into lemon pound cake. This is an opportunity. What what a way to turn it into, not to sound like Dan Seaman, but what a way to turn this into an opportunity for Peloton. Switch it. You know, switch the narrative. Turn this to your advantage. And they did this quickly. I mean, bravo to them. I thought this was brilliant. I think it was all planned in advance, obviously, because they knew that if they used, I mean, they had to get permission to use the pellet. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 and use code JAPOD50 to get 50% off. That's code JAPOD50 at factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 to get 50% off. It's on brand name, and then they're like, all right, we'll let you do this, but we need to have him in an ad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was all pre-planned. So you're saying Sex in the City gave Peloton the opportunity to succeed elsewhere. That's right. My favorite HR stars, line everywhere. Yes. I love that. Hi. We're going to give you the opportunity uh, to exceed, to excel, and somewhere else. That's oh right. I and love that, that somewhere HR else line. is working at Aldi for a while. That's right. Getting carts out from the parking lot. Delivering the packages for Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to give you a chance to succeed someplace else. Thank you. Um I'm going to do the, I don't want to squish it down to three minutes. So I'm yeah. going to do the big fat movie review uh, coming up next. We'll put uh, Would You Rather on the shelf for today. Um, I just want to acknowledge one thing. And um, 
this is a FOMO moment. Uh, and I, it's also an opportunity to not feel like we're, we're missing out on a big pop culture story. I am having FOMO over succession. Oh. Everybody is watching this show on HBO. And the season three finale was last night. And I have several fa- Facebook friends that adore the show. Alexis watches the show. As you've heard me say, we tried it. We were deep into season one, and we just gave up on it. And now that I'm seeing all of these, like Hannah, our digital, uh, our MySpace Myrtle, she posted (laughs) on our socials yesterday or last night about one particular scene. I feel like I'm missing out. Should I feel this way? Dawn, Um, do you feel this way? No. (laughs) Don't worry about it. There are going to be shows that you don't watch. You might watch it in a couple of years. I mean, look at how long it took me to watch Six Feet Under or The Good Wife. You know what I Good mean? Good point. Good point. There's too many shows. You're deep in whatever you need to be doing right now, which is um, watching other things. I mean. Yeah, Dexter. Dexter. We've got the Sex and Real the City Housewives. reboot. Sex, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got that. And it, Drag Race is coming up again in <sighs> January. I'm not watching that piece of crap in Canada. That doesn't no, even I'm not have watching RuPaul. that. No, it's, I'm not doing I'm Come wasting on. my time with that. Kenny, do you feel FOMO not watching Succession? I don't know what that is, but I'm excited about um, uh, the Grand Tour is releasing a new episode this week. Uh, I'm still enthralled with uh, The Curse of Oak Island, which is the worst uh, show uh, ever, ever made. And uh, I I never miss a minute, and I usually watch it twice. Uh, There's a lot of shows that, What? by the way, what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. I don't suffer of that. <laughs> I knew that. It was I another example this morning of knowing the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway for the sake of the broadcast. I last felt that, I think, when I was probably 17. Uh, yeah, okay. I just uh, don't care. <laughs> okay. I didn't think you did. I just... To, to be I, honest with you, I, I really... you. Two really threw me off my game right away this morning. What Lord, about? Lord, and I'm have still mercy. seething Vampires? and angry about this whole jukebox revolution thing. This just did, oh, he does just not, learned about tech. This does not sit right with me. I rocked Kenny's world seven o'clock, friends. Let me just update you, um, especially if you're listening to the and podcast and, oh, sure. in in weird chunks. I rocked Kenny's world by revealing to them uh, to him. That there, uh, in most bars, a large number of bars, there's uh, if there's a jukebox, it's probably a company called Touchtune, Touch Tunes, and you can control these jukeboxes from the comfort of your bar stool on an app. And that is difficult enough for me to deal with on it in itself. But then you also revealed that you can spend a little money and bump a song, like you can move your song ahead of another. Oh, you can leapfrog. My. Like, God. if Kenny is uh, playing John Waite or Tom Waite or whatever, um, and I come in there and I want Whitney Houston's <laughs> I Want to Dance with Somebody, and 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 Kenny's song... Waite what? or somebody. Yeah. Wow. If, Kenny is, if Kenny has John Waite uh, one, two, and three songs, I can leapfrog his second John Waite song and go to number two. It's Tom Waite. Tom, Tom Waite. Waite, whatever. Um, and then I can go to number two. And that has rocked Kenny's world. Kenny, as you can tell, we're now an hour and 26 minutes deep into this broadcast. I'm uh, still thinking about Jason, it. Jason, um, I know you weren't a big churchgoer as a, as a youth or even yeah. now, um, but no. the uh, uh, pending apocalypse, yeah. uh, it, it's coming later today. 
Okay. It, it, it's over. It's okay. over. I just because, wanted to... because you know this now? Yeah. So uh, this this is a sign. This is one of the signs mentioned in Revelations. <laughs> Being able to is this leapfrog. the black box that yeah, they mention yeah, that yeah, we don't yeah. know if it's the phone or the computer yeah, that's going to destroy us all? This is not right. Okay. And you okay. don't know who just did it. See, in the old days, you can see some hillbilly with uh, no teeth and yeah. hasn't showered in months. Uh, Walk up. Amble, amble up to the old jukebox and ponder it and make his choices, and then you can judge that person uh, <laughs> rightfully on okay. his music taste. Yes, now, yes. There's, uh, this takes all the judgment out of it. Well, I mean... This makes life less fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> Believe me, sitting there and hearing uh, uh, Butch Wait and and going, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear Taylor Dane. Don't we have yep. Don't we have some bag time music coming up? A must hit uh, here. We do no, actually. Let's, this, let's it should be it. a hard break, but it's not because they yeah, give well, us more time. Yeah, yeah well, well uh, you know what? Let's go. No, to we break. have to go. We uh, no. I'm, I'm done talking to you two. Oh, mm-hmm. for God's so you know what we do have to do? No, you know what we do have to do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> that's on, right. I'm talking to the women out there probably that are and some gay men. Yeah. Um, win a pair of tickets to New Kids on the Block mixtape tour 2022. Salt and Peppa will be there. Rick Astley and in Vogue. Oh, All okay. four of Two those. Two of the four I love. Okay. Even Kenny loves. Who I'm going to guess. Yeah. Give me Rick Rolled Rick and give Astley. me Salt and Peppa. Salt and Peppa. Yeah, They're coming yeah. to Excel Energy Center on June 14th, 2022. I have a pair of tickets right now. 651-641-1071. No, you're not. not available. I'm going. Kenny's favorite Mac Waite will be the opener for this show. 651-641-1071. Better not meet you in a townie bar. (laughs) Give Dawn a call right now. When we come back, a big fat movie review. I love school and I love learning. Jason, who was your favorite teacher? Mrs. Freeze from third grade. She made learning so much fun. I mean, looking back now, I see how teachers have to continually learn to be great teachers. You are so right, Jason. And that is what St. Mary's University of Minnesota can provide with their Master of Arts in Education program. It is designed for educators who want to keep learning to advance their careers. Especially if you want to build your skills in curriculum and instruction, mental health, or culturally responsible. Responsive teaching. You'll learn from top-notch educators who have a wealth of classroom experience to share. The best part of St. Mary's is at the heart. Their faculty and staff are the people who get to know you and all become your allies on your educational journey. To learn more, head to smumn.edu or my talk keyword St. Mary's. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. Would you rather will return at its regularly scheduled time tomorrow after Matlock? Uh, right now, though, it is time for a big fat movie review here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing Steven Spielberg's uh, remake of the uh, musical classic West Side Story yesterday at the West End. Okay. <laughs> at the West End Theater, uh, sure. the showplace icon. And, um, oh my goodness, uh, this, this is a movie. This is cinema. This is glorious. It is beautiful, beautifully shot, beautifully casted, uh, beautifully performed. I cried 
Mm. I wanted to clap like Minnesotans do at the end of a movie, but I did not. Oh my! But I, but I did want to clap. (laughs) I know. I'll never. I've been here almost thirty years, and I'll never get over that. Anyway, very cool. Um, I wanted to clap after one particular number. I really did. I felt like I was at a, a a fabulous Broadway show. Um. And I've said before that if you're going to do a remake, there should be a reason. And, you know, the reason this time was to make the casting authentic. Um, All of the uh, Puerto Rican characters are cast as such, um, which makes this, um, it's just extraordinarily well casted. Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita, who is played by Rita Morano in the first, in the original West Side Story, is I'm going to say a stupid uh, critic cliche, but I'm not kidding. There are two kind of revelation, casting revelations. Okay. Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita, should be, I, I just, I want her to be here right now. I want, I want to hang out with her. I want, I want an, I want a milliliter of her talent. Um, America, that is the number that I wanted to stand up. Like I looked at Colin and I went, I and love this like that number from Spielberg's direction mm. to the cast to the choreography to to her performance as Anita it was I just loved it and I thought to myself here comes another cliche this is this is a movie uh-huh. this is this is a this is cinema this is this is what this is what this is supposed to be this is why you sit down in a dark theater with your popcorn and uh, with loudspeakers blaring, this is this is what this is supposed to be, to elicit all of those emotions. And I had them. Um, Rachel Zegler, who plays Maria, um, Natalie Wood in the original, she is another casting revelation. She's an unknown, and she is fantastic. She is you you when when she is on screen, not just because of the beautiful way that she is lit which is also just a great decision. My goodness, every frame of this movie is like a postcard, is like a, a book. It's like taken from a book of a making of book. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, the way she is lit, she is stunning. Um, she is vulnerable. She crushes your heart. Um, she crushes your heart at the end. I mean, spoiler alert for a you know 60-year-old musical. <laughs> yeah. But she crushes you. I bawled. I I bawled at the end. I was, you know, um, I I have theories that are very deep that I will not go into on a on a station where we say talk is fun. I have theories of why the box office was very tepid this weekend. Right. That that hurts me. I'm not even. I, I none of us have anything to do with the movie. I I liked this so much that I feel bad for the cast and crew. That the box office receipts weren't better. Um, my my light theory is, I I think Gen Zers do not enjoy movie uh, movie musicals, and they certainly don't probably have an appetite for an, a classic movie musical remake. I don't think there's an appetite for this um, for the younger. I think that's why younger audiences stayed away. But for my generation forward or going backwards, I should say, there is no. You guys need to see this. You need to see this. Grab the family on during the holidays, you know, when you guys are all together. This is beautiful. This is so beautiful. Um, wow. So you give it a, 
It's an A. It's an A. It is it is a top ten Spielberg movie. Oh my gosh. Wow. Almost wonder, top seven. I wonder uh, why I would you wanted to six. do this. Have you heard any articles? Because it's an interesting choice to bring back something like this that, you know, is I think one of times. his I think one of his motivations was well first of all the music of sound, uh, the music of West Side Story was the first music Spielberg said was allowed in his home. So it's a connection Whoa. for him as a child. Um and I think he believes the message of this movie is relevant again. Actually never stopped being relevant but the divisions in our country um because you know he started thinking about this in 2014 2015 um when tension started rising again. Um, and I think he was motivated by that as a filmmaker. Because, you know, if you think about it, and I read a really great, um, in Variety, a really great breakdown. If you look at Spielberg, he doesn't come right out and say it, but a lot of his choices are very reflective of the time and, and sometimes speak to what he wants to say. Um, you know, he did the movie about the Washington Post mm-hmm. right around the time where there was an on with there when there was an onslaught uh, on the press. Are you talking about the one be. with uh, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks? Yeah, oh, the uh, the Nixon pa- yeah, the the Nixon papers. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, you know, Munich. You can say is the same thing. Um, anyway, people think of him as a fluffy filmmaker, but he's he's really not. He there's always a purpose to what he's doing. Um, and I, I, I think when he started thinking about why it was necessary to redo it, I, mm-hmm. I think that was in his mind. And I think he wanted Puerto Rican actors to be represented in this film. And they are. Um, the casting is just, oh my goodness, just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I really, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda has really raised the bar on casting Puerto Ricans, people of color, you know, in the Heights has sort of been compared to West Side Story as well, like a modern mm-hmm. day West Side Story. Um, so that that's cool. I'm glad that it's been brought back. Do you think it'll be nominated for Oscars? It should be. I'm not kidding. Um, I think it is Jaws, Close Encounters, E.T., Schindler's List, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, and then West Side Story. Those are my top, and then Munich right after West Side. Okay, I think hmm. the, that's my top seven Spielbergs. Um, yeah, if I had off the top of my head, I would that. Those were my top seven. This is just stunningly beautiful. And Rita Morano, at the end, she plays um, the shopkeeper, oh, um, the does. widow of. She plays Valentina, the the uh, the the widow of the original owner of the of the shop in the original. She will break. Your heart. She sings at the end. Oh, um, oh my gosh! Yes. How long is this sucker? If I want to go see it in the theater, seriously, <laughs> okay. it's going to be um, it's long. 230. It's two thirty. It's two thirty. What? Yeah. I know. It's two thirty. Everything oh, is two thirty now. Dune. I've been putting off seeing that because it's. Too I long. know. Is it I, coming to streaming? Eventually. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you, Dawn. I especially you. Um, I really, I think you should see this on the big, big, so, big, big screen. It didn't feel like two thirty, and okay. you know, you and I are very alike on that. I get very antsy. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't feel like two thirty. Yes, Kenny. One question. Comment Ask me first. whatever, buddy. I really don't see, see or think of Spielberg as a musical guy. I, but my question is, the look. 
Uh, because West Side Story was on over the weekend, and it's oh. one of those movies where I'll just stop for a few minutes and watch it. And it's always perplexed and interested and fascinated me that the look of the movie looks like it was shot on stage, you know, as a stage yes. play. How's it was. the look with oh, this the... one? It does. Is it have the same look, or does it? No, looks no, like no, a no. movie. It looks. It, he removed a little bit of the color. So, Kenny, it looks like um, movies from the 50s almost. Oh, really? That, uh, like, oh, it has cool. um, uh, one of my favorite movies from the 50s is a movie called The Seven Year Itch with, oh, yeah. Tom, with Tom Ewell and Marilyn yeah, Monroe. I've seen it m- millions of times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the coloring of the, of, the, of the cinematography is very similar to that, um, which is appropriate because the movie is allegedly, you know, it takes place in 1957. Um, but the, that's the main difference. Kenny, I'm so glad you asked that. For instance, let me take America. Let me take that musical number. America in the original was shot on a soundstage. Um, and it's very claustrophobic. It's very, you know, I think it's done in right. one room, if I remember correctly. Yeah, very, yeah. you know, the colors are very poppy and neon. This, this is done on the streets of New York. I mean, a back oh. lot, but this is done. This takes you to the neighborhood. These so the set pieces are large and and Spielberg utilizes them to full effect the the color he uses draping draping cloths as mm. beautiful as beautiful transitions to you know another section of the dancers and then it, 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 that's what he does so well there's a scene Kenny where the jets and the sharks are fighting yeah. and the camera now hang with me here we got to go but Kenny, the camera is above, pointing down on the cement, or oh. they were in the salt. They're in a salt garage, yeah. and the camera's pointing down, and he has, and the jets and the sharks are coming, um, you know, uh, east west. They're coming from the sides, yeah. and he and he took a giant spotlight and shined the spotlight on the back of the of the boys. So as they're walking, their shadows are elongating as oh, they come together cool, and, cool. and all the shadows are mixing and oh. it looks it's foreboding and it's just it's beautiful. It sounds it's like free, he's using old school movie musical yeah, techniques. I mean, That's those exact, were beautifully yeah. cinematic. That's yes. what I was going to say, Don. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully cinematic is a great way to to describe West Side Story. And again, Ariana DeBose as Anita. I love you. She, if she's not nominated, oh, I'm shut down the academy and turn it into a Krispy Kreme. It's, it's <laughs> this. She, oh, as gosh. Anita, is um, she'll she'll break your heart. She she'll break your heart too. So anyway, can't recommend it enough. Go see it. Two and a half hours. West Side Story. The great Steven Spielberg. We gotta take a break. We'll be back right after this. We're so glad you're here, Jason and Alexis, in the morning on my talk. And streaming worldwide on our My Talk app. I'm Jace. Lex is taking the day off. Donnie Kenny are here, and you're here. So let the party continue. Speaking of being here, Kenny is really here today. Cue the Kmart in-store music from the 70s, because Kenny is today's host on a post. Yes. And what do I mean by that, Don? Do you want to explain yeah. to the folks what we're doing? Okay, so we're all... We've all been made elves, essentially. Our little heads have elf hats on them. And Mm -hmm. this is like a Where's Waldo search on our our website. So you're going to look for Kenny with a little elf hat on. When you find him, you got to click a lot. They don't make it easy for you. You click on his head. And then it's going to open up a page where you get to register to win 
$1,000. So at the end of each week, this will be this Friday, we'll take all of our entries from each day, and those people are entered into a drawing for $1,000. So it's really important that you take some time every day to enter, because you could have five entries each five. week. And you can do this from the app. You just have to hit website on it. So you're really essentially browsing through the web browser portion. So uh, that's how it works. It's called Hosts on Our Posts. And uh, yeah, as far as <clears throat> being hard to find, uh, it sounds like I'm pretty easy to find. Oh, they, is that what somebody told you? They've already been finding me. Well, oh, they have? Kenny's oh. easy. So yeah. Kenny's, well, they there's another that. joke right there. Yeah. It's a well-known fact. <laughs> Kenny's easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you get to, I mean, it's a win-win. You get yeah. to ping on Kenny's head. You get to flick his head. And uh, you can sign up to win uh, $1,000, possibly. And it's, it's happy Kenny, right? Without the yeah, beard. Yeah, it's happy Kenny. Yeah, you're the big smiling. S-eating grin. Yeah. Yep. That one. Who knows Those what you were on that over. day. Yeah. Those days, yeah. Those old photos. Probably intoxicated that day. Yeah, Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk Dexter, but there is another show that Dawn continues to love. And Dawn, I actually saw a commercial for this Yeah. Um, on my socials, and I thought, oh, this is the show Dawn was talking about. Wheel of Time, not Wheel of Fortune. There's <laughs> no Pat Sajak in this. Time. And, I, and then I heard Bargini loves this as well. She loves it. So we were at uh, at uh, Red Cow at our Marconi uh, Award dinner that we were having, and Lori had heard that I like it as well. So this is a fantasy series based on books by Robert Jordan, and it's a great fantasy story, sort of like... In, in line with Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings kind of, Tolkien sort of paved the way for all of these fantasy series and books. Yeah. But this is a really good one. And I said to Lori, I, she goes, I love it. It's all about women power. You know, this is a world, if you don't know Wheel of Time, that is based on, it's almost kind of like the force. Like women are allowed to channel this thing. Uh, and it's it's... It gives them power. They can channel and do magical things with it. When men do it, the world gets really screwed up. So the women have to hold the world together through imitating life. This, this <laughs> the light, the light source. Uh, so it's really cool. It's they're kind of like witches, and they're all separate factions of these different women. Uh, and there's also something coming, some dark foreboding force called the dragon. That's coming back, and it's been predicted that the dragon will come again. The dragon came once, and he broke the world, which is the wheel of time. And it has to do with reincarnation and fate. I mean, it's some deep stuff. But I would recommend, if you want to start it on Amazon Prime, put the subtitles on, because not only are there English actors playing these roles, so I put it on for Great British Bake Off. I don't know if you do. I do too, Don. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there are a lot of people that are introduced right away and different things that you've never heard of. So what's cool about Prime, though, that you probably remember, Jason, if you're watching like on a laptop or an iPad, you can just scroll your mouse over and it'll tell you a little bit of the history of what they're talking about from the books. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. You can sort of scan that and go, okay, I get it. Now this is a you know, a guy who can turn into a wolf or whatever, you know. So um, it's really great. Lori was going off on, I said, the critics said this was bad, and it's not bad at all. The first look at this, people made fun of it. This is the one where, like, they built a city and burnt burnt the city down. 
they I, they compared it to like a bad episode of Xena Xena Warrior Princess. And it's not. It is super expensive. Like, you need to get into this more than just looking at a preview. You know what I mean, critics? I, well, I don't, don't believe me. And Lori said, that's because women are in power in this and men don't want to promote it. That's oh. what's Lori's idea. Oh, God. Her and... First of all, there's no such thing as a bad Xena warrior princess uh, <laughs> Thank episode you. ever. That every <laughs> episode you. is outstanding right. in every single way. Uh-huh. And super believable. <laughs> and what is her deal with men? Man. Who? Well, she loves them, but she really loves to rip them. Well, she just wants to bring out we, the facts, Kenny. We deserve sometimes. it sometimes, They're never Kenny. facts. They're never facts. We deserve uh, it sometimes. Like, like people who buy trucks or Corvettes have small swimsuit areas. That, that, that's not true. Oh, that is that something that Lori said? Oh, I've argued with her so many times about that. Well, anyway, Lori and I love Wheel of Time. I, you again... You've changed my life in many ways, but I'm actually, I'm going to give this a try because this sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like Star Wars, you know, it's, it's kind of like all those things. Perhaps even one. No, Zena's not on it. No. Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. When we come back, Dexter and Ultimate Girls Trip TV Talk continues after these messages.